0: Happy New Year, Sanctuary. Uh, This morning, we have the incredible privilege of uh, opening up God's Word together. Um, And in the spirit of New Year, I can imagine that many in this room uh, have have been tossing out some of the New Year's cliches, New Year, New Me. Many of you have been probably listening already to Israel Houghton's Moving Forward, like this this is, for many people, the Sunday where they charge ahead to see what good things God has in store for them. But I want to challenge us this morning and remind us that even though new year is, the, the new year is an opportunity for us to have a fresh start, a, a chance to start again, a chance to get it right and get it tight, as I keep telling myself every new year, Perhaps the most important thing we can do in starting this new year well is to stop, reflect, and say thank you. And so the invitation for us today is to remember who God is, to remember what God has done, and to take some time and space to say thank you, Lord. Our message today is called Don't Forget to Remember. Don't Forget to Remember. I want to thank Pastor Rose for reading our text for today uh, from Deuteronomy 8 and from Luke 17. Uh, Don't forget to remember is the encouragement I want to leave with us today. In that Deuteronomy passage, Moses is, is, is offering up a second telling of the law to the, God, to, people, to the people of God as they prepare to enter into the promised land. By this time, they had received God's promise They they had been delivered from slavery. They had been provided for and protected all along the treacherous journey. And they stand now ready to enter the promised land. And Moses offers one final reminder to them as they prepare to enter. And that reminder is simply this. Remember the Lord. Moses says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, when you are full, when you've built fine houses and settled down in them, when you are living large, when your flocks have grown, when when your stock portfolio looks great, be careful not to let your heart grow proud. He says, don't forget to remember the Lord. Moses says to them in verse 18, for it is the Lord, your God, who gives you the ability to produce wealth, confirming his covenant which he swore to your ancestors. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I firmly believe, and I don't want to mess up your theology this morning, I fully believe that some of the blessings I'm experiencing in my life have nothing to do with me. In fact, most of them have nothing to do with me. It has to do with my grandmother and my great-grandmother and some great-great-grandmothers that I never met praying some prayers to the Lord. And so how in the world can I ever get the big head? And yes, I have a big head, but how can I get a swollen ego when the blessings I'm receiving have nothing to do with me? Moses says to us, don't forget to remember the Lord, who God is and what God has done. And that's what we're going to do today. But maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I have no ability to relate. To a passage that says, "When you get wealthy, don't forget the Lord." Maybe you're saying, "My money is funny." And my change is growing and increasingly strange, and I can't even relate to a story that says, Don't forget the Lord when you accumulate so much." That's fair. Pastor Rose read a second example for us today a, a passage from Luke 17 about 10 lepers who meet Jesus. Jesus is on his way from to Jerusalem traveling through Samaria and Galilee and Jesus makes his way into a village and 10 brothers who are living with leprosy which was the most debilitating disease of the day. They meet him there. They come to Jesus and they stand at a distance and they say Jesus, master, have pity on us. text says, Jesus says to them, verse 14, just go ahead and show yourselves to the priests. And the text says, as they go, as they follow that command from Jesus, they are cleansed. They go all the way to the priest, all 10 of them, but one of them has the good sense to turn around come back and say, thank you. Ten of them are healed. One of them comes back and says, thank you. Ten of them are healed. Nine of them get the blessing and keep going. Ten of them are healed. And the text says one of them comes back screaming, shouting, Jesus, Jesus, And he falls down, grabs Jesus by the feet, and he tells Jesus, thank you for cleansing me. I imagine there were some sophisticated folks in the area. And they looked at that guy, saw him making all that noise, and they judged him because it don't take all that. Why is he making all that noise? Why is he on his knees? Why is he bothering Jesus? People will never understand your praise if they don't understand your story. The text says Jesus hears from 10 men who have been struggling, have been ostracized. He heals them, and only one comes back to say, thank you, Lord. Here's what I know. Struggle can make it hard to say, thank you, Lord, sometimes. But more often, it is our success that causes us to forget to say thank you. So here's here's our big idea today. It is good and godly. It is healthy and holy to pause and reflect on who God is and what God has done. It, It is good and it is godly. It is healthy and it is holy to pause in the midst of this new year and think, about who God is and what God has done. It's good to remember because remembering leads to reverence. Remembering leads to reverence. We talked a few months ago about this idea of reverence, this idea of seeing God as who God is and recognizing our position in relationship to God, seeing God as the God of all creation and knowing that we are his children. Remembering allows us to grow in reverence. We will never worship God as we should as long as we don't make space to remember. Remembering leads to reverence, but remembering also stirs us up. Remembering stirs us up. There is a reality that no matter how faithful you are in your life, no matter how long you've been walking with the Lord, from time to time, this thing begins to get a little stale. I grew up in the South, and we make sweet tea and lemonade in a different kind of way, a holy kind of way. And when you make your sweet tea and your lemonade like we do in the South, sometimes the, the, the good stuff falls to the bottom right? I believe in this room there are some praises and some some, some worship that has settled to the bottom of your heart. And you've been drinking the stuff off the top, and it's okay. It's all right. But then you get to the bottom of that thing, and there's holiness all at the bottom. I want to suggest today that remembering who God is and remembering what God has done allows us to stir it up stir up the good stuff that's there in the bottom of our heart, and when we remember, we can't help but let that thing overflow out of us. Remembering leads to reverence, and remembering stirs us up, but remembering also sustains us in dry seasons. Remembering sustains us in dry seasons, not just us, but also the person sitting next to us. See, in in the Hebrew... The word that Moses uses there for remembering, it, it, it means to, to bring something to mind. But it also paints a picture of it settling in our heart and us meditating on it. It also has this imagery of it flowing out of our mouth. And it has this, this picture, it paints this picture of it working itself out in our hands and feet. In fact, one of of the, the images that it paints that I love the most is when we talk about remembering, it talks about taking it to court. That our remembering is actually us testifying, us witnessing, us getting on the witness stand and giving a sworn testimony of who God is and what God has done. And so when I talk about remembering, I'm not just talking about an exercise for introverts sitting in the corner all day, quiet, crisscross applesauce with your journal and some chai tea. I like all those things, but that's not just the only thing I'm talking about. When I talk about remembering, I'm talking about us recalling to mind what God has done, letting it settle on our heart and meditating on it. I'm talking about speaking it out of our mouths, and I'm talking about living as if we have been redeemed. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about remembering, and that matters because the person sitting next to you may well be in a dry season may well be in a season where they're questioning, does God even hear the prayers of his people? Does God even care what I'm going through? And if you will just remember what God has done for you, it has the ability to help your neighbor in this season of dryness. Your testimony matters not just for you, but it matters more than you know to the person sitting next to you. And so I want to encourage us in this season to always be willing to remember, always be willing to have reverence, always be willing to let remembering stir us up, and always be sharing who God is because it will preserve our neighbor and us in our dry seasons. Here at Sanctuary, 2019 was an incredible year. I'm a little biased, but I own my bias. And I want to tell you that 2019 was a year of blessings. God showed up in some incredible ways in the life of our church this past year. One of the ways I like to recap what God has done is through videos and images and pictures. And Jeremy has put together a short video that will show us some moments from 2019 where God showed up and showed out. Take a look at the screens as we remember 2019. we tried to capture every single moment, it would take weeks, months, perhaps the next year to show all the ways in which God showed up in the life of our church in 2019. But I want to just take a moment and point out three places where I clearly saw God move in 2019 in the life of our church. The first is in our worship. I clearly saw God move in our worship this year as we began and moved forward in reaching upward with increasing passion, that we've been praying for a long time that our worship would reflect the community that we call home, that the, the residents of North Minneapolis would be able to walk into this place and see themselves reflected in our worship. And by God's grace, I believe we moved forward in this area in 2019. Do you agree? Oh, come on. Hey, you don't sound like you agree. I thank God so much for our brother Joseph, for the ways in which he led our ministry forward. I thank God for our sister Tamia and the way that she led us into another stratosphere. Tamia is such an incredible singer. She makes me think I can sing. That is a gift. And we have moved forward in our worship. We are increasingly passionate in our worship. We are increasingly heartfelt in our worship. And I have seen people leave this place with burdens lifted because we have chosen to worship in spirit and in truth. Sanctuary, we are being formed into the worshiping community that God has called us to be. And we are doing it in part through our worship. Beyond our worship, we're also moving forward, and we saw God move in 2019 through our fellowship with and our care for one another. Sanctuary is a church. It's not the biggest church in the world, but it's large enough where you could get lost in the mix. You, if you want to, and some of you actually do want to, you could come in and leave out, and nobody would, would, would mess with you. But for those of us who are wanting to get to know people, those of us who are wanting to to be known by others, I saw us in 2019 growing in the ways in which we connect to and care for one another. I don't know if you've noticed, but we've had about a 10-year baby boom here in the life of our church. Babies coming from everywhere, all kinds of places. I know how babies are born, yeah. I, I do know that. We we've had babies coming out of everywhere. (laughs) I'm just going to move on to the next part of what I'm trying to say. Um, Our cradle care ministry has been an incredible ministry for serving families of newborn babies, as well as families of adopted babies. We see families showing up at the homes of newborns with food and holding babies so that parents can take showers and just get a moment to catch their breath. We have loved and served on families. That's one of the ways I see us caring for one another. Beyond that, though, there are a number of other ways. I see sanctuary folks like you connecting outside of Sunday, caring enough about each other that you know our mission is not just a Sunday morning mission, this is not just a show where you come and punch a ticket and sit and get entertained and then go home. We are growing as the people of God together. And I see it. I see you doing it. A few few weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, one of our members, Jen Lockermeyer, had a birthday party. And and I I saw the picture pop up on social media of about maybe 20, 25 sanctuary people who, who got together. Pastor Rose and I didn't have to plan it. They got together and they had a party and they were dressed in 80s gear. And listen, as you're a pastor, that warmed my heart to know that people are not just worshiping together, but spending time together beyond Sunday. I saw God growing us into the worshiping community that we are called to be. And one of the ways that happened in 2019 was through our fellowship and care for one another. We are increasingly consistent in that area. We are increasingly being vulnerable. Letting folks see who we are, not just the press shirts and the nice jeans. We actually are being open about who we are and the work that God is doing in our life. The third place I saw God move very clearly in 2019 is through our recommitment to North Minneapolis. We took serious steps forward in 2019 and reaffirming the fact that we are a church in North Minneapolis and for North Minneapolis, and of North Minneapolis. That's who we are. That's who we are. One example of that, perhaps the most clear, came at the end of the year. Six weeks ago, I stood on this stage and cast a vision for our Spirit of the Block campaign. I shared how this corner of Broadway and Lindale, especially the parking lot there, is problematic. It's an area that is not the best of North Minneapolis. the, the, The community deserves better than what's happening in this lot throughout the week. And we cast a vision for how we as a congregation could take a tangible step forward in serving this community by cleaning, beginning the work of cleaning up that lot. And I cast a vision. And many of you know that vision always comes with a price tag. Don't let anybody fool you. The <laughs> vision is not free. There's a price tag attached to it. And we asked you just six short weeks ago to help us raise $150,000 in the midst of your Christmas shopping, to help us raise $150,000 to do the work that needs to be done in that space. And guess what, sanctuary? I'm happy to say today that you have met fully the (laughs) $150,000 price tag associated with that project. We, we We were thinking we would allow you to pledge through the end of the year, and then we would give you the first four months of the year to pay it off. You pledged and you gave and you gave, in between pledges and already what we've received, we have exceeded the amount needed, and we'll be able to expand <laughs> the vision of what we'll be doing here on this corner. Listen, I love who we're becoming. I love the way we gave, the way we responded. It was not equal giving, but it was equal sacrifice. We, we had a $50,000 match given by a family in our church and they said we don't want anybody to know who we are and I said great and we have folks who gave five dollars and I thank God for the 50k and I thank God for the five (laughs) because together together we will reclaim the corner so that the work of the church can continue here in North Minneapolis we're being formed into the community God has called us to be. And one of the ways I saw that happen is through our recommitment to North Minneapolis. Those are three simple ways I saw God move in 2019. But as important as what I see is what you have seen. And I want to ask us in these next few moments to spend some time reflecting. On the front of your bulletin, There is space for you to just reflect for a moment on how you saw God move in the life of our church in 2019. There are two questions that are on the screen that will help prompt some thinking. But I want us to just spend a few moments thinking about what did we see God do in our individual lives and in the life of our church this year?